Good evening. Welcome to another edition of <laughs> another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. I just want to make sure I'm recording. Yes, I am. Beautiful. Okay, so here's how this is going. I've got stuff I've got to talk about. I didn't turn on the phone lines. That's weird. Well, listen, if anybody wants to call in, let me know and I'll turn on the phone. Well, maybe I should turn on the phone lines. Fuck it, I'll turn on the phone lines. Why not? Let's turn on the phone lines. I'm going to bring Matt Which on. number is a pay-per-mint number? Matt from Suck My Mind. Please wait. Your call is being routed. Let's turn on the phone lines. Thank you for Fuck calling Calling Studio. There's a new, fo- uh, new call-in call number. Lines. Please enter your... There is a... Enter your six-digit pin number. One second. Welcome. There we go. Here is the call-in number. Room and can okay. Your callers That's from nice. The call Shut up. Studio web interface. Okay, here we go. Call-in number is 347-202-1162. That's the new call-in number. 202-1162. 347-area code. That's what we're doing if anybody wants to call in. So I'm going to bring Matt on. There's some things that I want to talk about. Definitely some things I want to talk about. It's been a month since I've done a show, and there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Uh, but before I do this, I, I, okay, I'm all set here. Let me turn that off. Let me bring on Matt. I'm all over the place. There's so much going on. I haven't done a show in a while, so I'm not used to doing this, but I think I got this. Here's Matt. We're going to turn him up just like that because we're bringing him on over Skype. I see his head bopping around in the Skype with his hat on. You know, Matt's the only person. Matt, are, do, you, do you wear your hat constantly like I do? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, I wear it like 99% of the time. <laughs> Let the, okay, like, here's another thing I do, too. I go and get my hair cut, right? And then I never want my hair done, but they usually do it. And then, like, I'll just put my hat on. You know, it's like I don't care. And I tell them, I'm like, I'm just going to put my hat on anyway, you know? And I think that's like, well, I think they have this thing where they're going to try to, like, make it look good. So maybe I won't put my – I always put my hat on. I'm never not putting it on. And I have hair. You know, I just – it's easier that way. I don't know. You understand See, what I'm if saying? I, if I still had hair, man, I'd be flaunting it. Yeah. I don't got much up top anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'd let it go, man. I just let it grow and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? I got before I talk about anything, and this just came to my mind. I got to mention it. Um, last week, the week before the Super Bowl, they were teasing. They put out a teaser about uh, the dude. And there was all this talk about uh, maybe the dude coming back. Maybe there's going to be another movie. Maybe you know, who knows what? Well, the dude's coming. The dude's coming, right? Uh, it was a fucking spot on a fucking Super Bowl commercial. He was on for what? I don't know. Five seconds. Um, everybody got all excited for nothing. <laughs> I mean, did you see all that, Matt? I mean, it was all a li- I, vaguely. I mean, I, I remember hearing about it, but I didn't. I I didn't see the original promo. I don't think. Yeah, oh, it was all over. I mean, it was all over uh, the internet. It was on Facebook, Instagram. It was everywhere. It was just a video they released of, of a little portion of the dude. So everybody was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. What if they, what if they'd done another movie? Which really is impossible. You can't go make a movie and someone not fucking know about it. I mean, someone would have known if there was a second one being made. And, yeah. they, and they won't make a second one because it, it could hurt the first one. And the first one is genius. That movie's genius. You can't do any better than that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Goodfellas. You can't do another Goodfellas. You can't. You can't yeah, t- it could taint the brand. Yeah, you can't top it. You know, when you got something good, you did it once, it came out right, let it go. 
And, you know, Big Lebowski was just one of those movies. It was, you know, an unbelievable movie. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to mention that before I forgot. So, Matt, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. I'm going to be all over the place. But at least I like having you on because you'll be honest. You'll be honest well, with me. And thanks you'll dis- for having me back, buddy. Yeah, well, you'll disagree with me too, and I like that. I want somebody to disagree. That, that makes it fun. It makes for a spirited discussion. Everything I'm going to say, we're not going to agree with. Like, number one, I know last night you interviewed uh, – what's his name about the nicotine documentary? Uh, I can't think of his name. He did a billion lives. Oh, Aaron? Uh, yes, Aaron. Aaron Bieber. Uh, you did a billion lives. Um, they, 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 they did that documentary. I saw it. It was a great documentary. Um, did it change the world for us? No. But it was a good documentary. In fact, I just saw another documentary last night that someone told me, or Tony told me about on Facebook, that BBC documentary from 2016 about e-cigs. Did you see that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did way back then. Yes, that was interesting. I found that interesting. I found it interesting that there was respiratory long-term. The only thing they could really find was respiratory problems, but I don't find that surprising at all because the respiratory problems are being caused by two things, either diacetyl, three things, acetylpropionol, or sucralose, sweetener. So that didn't surprise me much at all. But other than that— Yeah, well, I mean, anytime you—like, that's one thing I've always thought about, too. Like, we obviously know that there's less carcinogens and less cancer-causing agents— but anytime you're going to inhale a large amount of a foreign substance, you could possi- possibly get respiratory problems. I mean, our bodies weren't necessarily made to be inhaling Correct. things that aren't here. So Correct. And that's what was great about that documentary. Like, like they said, we're not meant to be inhaling these flavorings. So what are they really doing? I don't know. Um, they, but it was Because there's people that even have, like, respiratory issues or uh, vocal cord issues and stuff from um, – Medicinal inhalers. Yes. Right. So I don't know. I, I, all, all, I, all I know is that there – are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. All I know is there are things in the sea liquid that shouldn't be. I know years ago the diacetyl got cleaned up. It's back. It's, it's been back. <laughs> they just don't say anything. It's right back. Um, you know, the adding sweetener to your liquids is out of control. I know people have issues with it. I have issues with it. I got tons of emails from others saying they had issues with it. It's something that's yeah. not needed. It's simply not needed, and I think it's going to be figured out. It's going to be very interesting. The whole FDA thing is going to be very interesting, but we'll get to that in a minute. I got I to do one thing at a time. Nicotine documentary. You, you interviewed him last night. Now, here's what I have to say about it. I think it's great. I think it's great to have a documentary – that will teach people about nicotine, okay? Because I don't think there is one, not that I know of. And if there is, I'm sorry, I don't know of you, but I don't know of one. So it would be nice to have a documentary to really teach the truth about nicotine. Because as you know, Matt, I'm sure you know, it's not this evil drug that they make it to be. It's not this horrific thing that they make it to be. I know that, and you know that. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I can send my mother to go watch that documentary, and when she walks out of it, she'll go, wow, I didn't know all that. It's actually not as bad as I thought it was. She'll learn from it. She'll get it. She's a smart woman. She'll be like, okay, she'll get it. She'll be like, wow, I learned things I didn't know, so it's really not that bad. Wait three weeks. Have someone approach her and say, excuse me, ma'am, is nicotine good or bad for you? It's bad. She can say it's bad for you. (laughs) She's going to go right back. Good luck convincing people nicotine's not bad. You know, r- Russia. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to change people when something's deeply ingrained in someone's brain. It's hard to change. But I mean, who I see it possibly benefiting is 
other nicotine users that, uh, you know, especially smokers, you know, that, that who think that like across the board, it's going to be as bad for them no matter what. So they might as well still continue smoking. So you're looking at it as, well, at least it will get the smokers because there is, that is true. You, if you ask a lot of smokers, they will tell you, oh, those e-cigarettes are probably worse than smoking. I, they really believe that. I mean, they've been convinced of that. Yeah. Um, so but, I mean, like, let's, let's be honest, though. There's tons of good documentaries on Netflix or wherever you go that expose something that maybe we always thought was true that isn't. And so, you know, like, that, it doesn't necessarily – it's not like it's going to change everybody's opinion, but it, it, it's, it's not like some golden ticket that's going to help – vaping or nicotine uh no matter what and it's going to save us all but i mean we need more and more of this info out there is in my opinion and it's a gradual change i mean look how long it took for for people to even uh accept that marijuana might not be the devil's drug that everyone thought it took a lot of info getting pumped out there for years and years and years but 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 you bringing that up do you see how quick all of a sudden, people's uh, minds changed about marijuana. Now, it's kind of funny that just five years ago, oh, my God, you weren't even talking about legal marijuana. If you smoked marijuana, you were a drug addict. You, you were going to do other drugs. The, the whole thing that's been going on for all these years, just five years ago, was here. Five years ago, now, now it's gone. Now that whole stigma is gone. Why is it gone? Because people well, are Well, I think it was a gradual change in some aspects, but as far as the legal legalization goes, they saw that uh, these certain states were doing it and weren't going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> you know, they, they, it was you know a net positive as far as tax revenue. Well, goes. sure, but but the thing that but the, the the thing is is a lot of people's minds didn't change. What changed was, was the reporting of it, the media attention of it, the media reporting of it. That's what oh, changed. Sure. Yeah, all a of a sudden, there was all these positive stories about marijuana. You've got that fucking Gupta guy on CNN doing a whole series on marijuana and how great it is. You know, all of a sudden, they just you see you see how powerful the media is, right? And all of a sudden, you go like, "Wow!" Like nobody has a problem with it now. That's really not true. If you go to a lot of these uh, marijuana news stories on local Facebook sites, you see a lot of people that are like, "I can't believe this is happening." I, you know, I, they they still feel the same. It's just we don't know it. Because the media that's well, I mean, the country's still split, but it's oh, like, for example, when you poll as far as like federal um, legalization goes, I mean, the majority goes wants wants it to be legal now, and that wasn't always the case. Right. It's something like mm -hmm. 55, 60 percent now. Yeah. So it's a gradual, incremental thing, obviously, and that's what I'm saying. It's not like you're gonna put out some even if this documentary, like, let's just say it got it got tons of hype. Let's say it got uh um you know a nominated for an oscar or something like that it's still it's not like it's gonna make you know change everyone's minds but n nothing is that's why there needs to be a lot of different things that that happen and it's it's not going to happen overnight no it, it's good to have it out there i just think there's people that think that it's just going to change everything and, and it's not unfortunately but of course it's great to have that information out there and something like that out there you know i i absolutely agree with that um you know, no question. But marijuana is also getting acceptance, too, because so people understand, because for the past couple of years, senior citizens have discovered CBD. When I yeah. go, when I go to my dispensary, pick up my stuff, there's a lot of fucking senior citizens in there and they're all getting CBD, whether it's got THC, they're getting CBD. They love CBD. They discovered it. They love it. So. And seniors, all they know is it has something to do with marijuana. So now all of a sudden they're pro-marijuana because they want their CBD. This is much better than these drugs they were fucking being fed. 
Um, it's just it's just fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. But uh, anyway, so yeah, nicotine documentary. Uh, I think it's great. I, I'm going to watch it when it comes out. I can't wait for it. Um, it's a good thing to have out there. I agree with Matt. And hopefully it gets some talk or some attention, you know. I, hopefully. It's, it's I, I wish we were all open to having our minds changed to, to, you know, looking at things that are facts and truth. But it just doesn't happen. We live in a I fucked mean, up I world. I think it has the potential to do better than a billion lives because it's a, it narrows the subject matter down a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, like, like, let's say you're scrolling through Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and you're looking for, uh, you know, a new movie to watch, and you just see a billion lives. Well, that's pretty vague, you know, like, what, what is this about? But, you know, if you see something about nicotine, well, that might be interesting. Uh, you know, you know, at least I'm, I'm looking at it from how I would look at it as an outsider. It, it might do better because it's more of a simple or a subject on one substance well you're right and, and the name is everything that bbc documentary had a wonderful name the first thing name in it is e-cigs i mean it's, yeah. it was a perfect name you just type in e-cigs and boom there it is maybe if he he should have named it other, something other than a billion lies <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe that would have helped i mean you're right who knows but uh yeah listen uh, that's great I, i'll watch it when it comes out it's, it's it's interesting stuff um i gotta move on from that i've got to talk about this Oh, I got first. I got to understand. Okay, so NBE, you're not going to NBE in March. No. Uh, okay, I want to understand. I, I don't get it. You're not going because there's some guy who's speaking. You, this was all public things just on your Facebook. I'm just repeating things just on yeah. your Facebook. So there's because I want to understand. There's some guy that uh, you're upset with that I guess has something to do with advocacy because. He made racist remarks, and you feel like by him speaking at NBE for an advocacy panel there, because I guess he's speaking for an advocacy panel, that they're promote essentially promoting a racist. So in return, you are not going to go to NBE because this guy is going to be there. Well, uh, I mean, okay, I kind of am – I'm making a stand here, but that's not the only reason I'm not going. First off, the guy – okay – the racist term obviously gets thrown around a lot nowadays. This wasn't just like subtle racism or something that could be read wrong or something like that. Like this guy's a blatant racist who's made comments about exterminating whole races of people on Facebook constantly. And for some reason, the community continues to accept him because uh, he, you know, he he's helped a couple uh, he's helped in a couple matters. He used to be the lawyer, I think, for like Kentucky Smoke Free Association, but I think that he was let go because of his remarks that he's made. Well, well just to clarify, my, my, my argument is, is that like, I'm not trying to say, you know, whoever wants to hire this guy as their lawyer, that's obviously their business. But when you put somebody on an advocacy panel in a, in a big event, especially when there's reporters that go to these things and, and whatnot. It would not take any reporter longer than 30 minutes to uh, dig into this guy and see how much of a fucking racist he is. And then, oh, you know, vape industry has uh, ha lets uh, white supremacists on stage to speak for speak for them. Like it's, it's just a bad idea. Like it's it's it should be a no brainer in my opinion. Like, uh, I mean, if would you want me speaking for the whole industry if i if i made those types of remarks and was publicly 
you know, a flaming racist. L- listen, like listen I, I used to get on people if they didn't dress a certain way, if they go, if they went and spoke on behalf of advocacy and vaping. And I would get shit like you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Uh, who who we are? Who who speaks? Uh, you're right. I mean, we can't have these these terrible backgrounds. We can't. We have to be able to come off as professional, respectable people and be on their level. If we're criminals or racist or God knows what, or we're walking up there with fucking purple hair and a mohawk, we're it's done. <laughs> They're not going to take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been told before in, in the past that, you know, it's certain events like industry events, more formal stuff, not like, you know, a vape expo, but like, hey, uh, you know, we might not be able to have you speak because you have a channel that's called Suck My Mud. Like, it's not – and I accept that. Like, it's not necessarily like a super PC or professional name. Um, so, you know, we're, we're that that's fair enough. But then it's okay that we let a fucking massive racist – and I'm not talking this guy's just said stuff like this one time. Like, he said stuff like this constantly. And all the people in the industry that work in the industry – they all know about his background, and a lot of people can't stand it. Now, for now, some see, reason. now see, that's what I that's what I think gets you because I've been following you on Facebook with this. I think what really gets to you, and and I, I'm going to say it is, this guy he's a lawyer, okay, and a lot of juice company guys who are supposed to be well respected guys in this industry are backing him up. Because they either do business with them or have done business with Not him. Not just juice and, companies, other advocates. Yes, and, and I mean, other advocates accept the guy as well. And and, and but, I, yeah, and I think you see this, and this is pissing you off. Like you got to be fucking kidding me. Like <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, because that's and I can, I get that if that's what it is. I totally get it. I see what you're saying. I mean, it's crazy. Well, and, I, and I never said. I never said. Hey, I'm boycotting this event. Everyone follow along. I've just made it. I've publicly complained about the fact that MVE lets this guy speak. And so I'm not going to I feel like it would be hypocritical for me to still go and support the event. But your friend Grim Green's going to be there. Well, that's his call. I I haven't (laughs) told anyone what they should do. Some of them might not even know about it. Like, because I mean, the only time I posted about this is on my public or I mean, not my public on my uh private uh, facebook so well I mean, it's not that private anymore you got everybody you got everybody i have a lot of friends but i'm just saying it's not like i'm making videos on my channel yes understood you know, yes like, correct correct you know i gotta ask you a quick question if you could go back and do it all over again would you still call it suck my mod or would you call it something different no i'd probably call it something different yeah yeah interesting very interesting i i, I agree with you but uh you know i'm sure your fans will be shocked so anyway and so I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there because tea time's going to be there. Oh, before I forget, I sent you some tea time, Matt. It's coming in a couple days. I got the uh, the email. I yes. just saw it. Apple spice. It's uh, apple cinnamon. I mean, I'm excited to try it. Yes, it's delicious. I know you'll love it. So I sent you some. It's up. It's on the sale. It's on the site. It's ready to go. I'll put stuff in the show notes. I'm the worst promoter of, of anything. Oh, even my own shit. I, just, I have tea time. You know where you can find it. Anyway, I want to talk about this. Um, NVE, I'm going to be there because Tea Time's going to be there. Zofi's going to be there, of course. So I'm going to be there. Uh, Jay Hayes is going to be there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people there. I wish Matt was going to be there, but I understand he's not going to be there. Maybe next time. So anyway, they're having this thing on Saturday night called the Hall of Fame. It's a Hall of Fame. So I believe it's a black tie event. So you'd have to dress up, and it costs $100 to go. Um. 
And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. But I wanted to see who they were going to put in this Hall of Fame. I was very interested to see what this Hall of Fame was going to be. We're talking about the Vaping Hall of Fame, Matt, okay? Vaping Hall of Fame. So they announced the first member, the person that has been inducted to this Hall of Fame. First person they chose was Julie Wessner from CASA. So I said, okay. That good choice, right? That's good choice. I go with that. Yeah. Julie, absolutely. She should be in a if there's a vaping hall of fame, she should be in it. And by the way, this vaping hall of fame isn't something new. This was done years ago. It was called the Vapey Awards. They did something called the Vapey Awards. And it turned into a total fucking nightmare because Yeah, a lot of these <laughs> events have their <laughs> yeah. own version yeah. of it. I mean, this is nothing new. So anyway, so they're trying this. So then okay. So I'm waiting for the next one. I'm like, okay, let's see what's next. Let's see what's next. Next one was five pawns. Now, for some people, actually, some of my friends I talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, I think that's, a, that's fair. That's a good one. I call bullshit, and I call bullshit because it should be Johnson's Creek. Johnson's Creek was the first premium e-liquid company out there that did it right. In fact, Johnson's Creek was so big that they actually became the official e-liquid of Blue E-Cigs. All the Blue E-Cigs cards oh, yeah, that's right. yes, came with Johnson's Creek e-liquid. They were the first. Five Pawns saw Johnson's Creek and copied them. And don't get me wrong, they did it well. They copied them very well. They actually did it better. They came up with better marketing, the whole Five Pawns thing. It's genius marketing. But they didn't cre- – what, what are they in the Hall of Fame? For what? They just fucking copied uh, Johnson's Creek and made a company. How is that deserving of being in the Hall of Fame? So I don't agree with that. But Well, I mean I'd be willing to – go out on a limb and say that Michael who puts the show on his history knowledge of vaping probably doesn't even go back that far. But still, <laughs> he deals with people whose history does. He knows a lot of people. I'm sure he's talked uh, he just didn't come with this on his own. He talked to other people. I mean, he knows people who have been around for a while. But anyway, okay. I you're right, but all right. So let's move on. So now we go to the third <laughs> one. The third one, have you haven't seen this these nominees? The third one comes out. So the third one is Hill Giant. You know Mike, right? Mike Hill Giant. Oh, yeah. 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 I love Mike. Mike's a wonderful man. Great guy. He's got a fantastic business, you know, with his giant vapes. Been around forever. The guy's been around forever. I remember watching him on YouTube and sitting wherever he was in his room, and then he grew this big giant thing, giant vapes. It's wonderful. But again, a Hall of Fame? I mean, I, I don't know why he started a very successful business and has done great, but uh, so have a lot of other people. I just don't understand how that. What is this? Well, I mean, if they're probably limited to on who's even gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how with some of the advocacy events, like they'll only give you the award if you're gonna be there. Well, wait a minute. Wouldn't they choose them first and then contact them and say you've been chosen? And who wouldn't be there if they got chosen to be in a Hall of Fame? I just did, come on, man. You know how like. <laughs> I've been to a lot of these different events, and when they do the awards, a lot of times it's skewed towards uh, companies that, uh, you know, give that event a lot of money because they buy a lot of booth space and stuff. I don't know. Well, anyway, and, and the fourth guy is David Gorlitz. They put the, they chose David Gorlitz. <laughs> 
Yeah, Here's, no comment. Yeah, no, <laughs> me neither. I've only had good dealings with David, like, oh, when they... I've actually talked to him. Yes, I me mean, too. He's one of them that clearly puts up with the big racist and has no problem with him, so <laughs> that, that bothers me. But Well, listen, I, I love David, too. I do. I've had no problem ever with David, but again, I don't know why he's in this vape. Here's what the Vaping Hall of Fame should have been. Here's what it should have been. Number one, it could have been Julie. That's fine. Keep Julie. No problem. It, we'll keep it at Julie. Number two, they wanted to do a juice company, so it should have been Johnson's Creek. That's who it should have been. The third person that should have been nominated for the Hall of Fame was Cisco for all the things he's created that have revolutionized yeah, this could, industry. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck does he get passed up? That's insane. And uh, the fourth person for the Hall of Fame, and you know what? As, as much as I hate to say this because I'm really not happy with the guy at all and I really don't like him because he was such a fucking asshole to me and I, and I think he owes me a fucking apology and I hate that I have to say this, but it's true. The fourth one should have been Grim Green because he's, he's been around forever. He's been the longest reviewer, longer than anybody. Yeah. It, that's, yeah that's, the four, that's the four it should have been. And that would have been a great Hall of Fame. I would have paid the 100 bucks and said, okay, I'm there. Yeah, I mean, Grim's going to be there, too. Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> you know, yeah, much, I mean, it, 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 it I pains me to you. say that, but it's true. It should have been. I mean, I have to be fair. It should have been. So I don't know. That's that's just my view on it. But what do I know? I'm a fucking moron anyway. right? I don't, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> what does Kevin know? He goes in that fucking mic and runs his mouth. But we do have a call in number. Three four seven two zero two one one six two. You could always call in. They don't call in, Matt. They send me emails, or they go on that Facebook messenger. They send me a message. Hey, I heard what you said, and fucking call in then. I don't want to argue on emails or Facebook. I want to argue on the phone. Um, <laughs> okay. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go over that after. Anyway, oh, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about this before we get to anything else. This is fantastic. I'm so caught up in this. So Super Bowl Sunday, right, Matt? I'm psyched for Super Bowl Sunday. Um, all excited. I see this thing that comes over. Uh, it was on Facebook. I don't know. It started, it started up everywhere. 21 Savage arrested. Do you know who 21 Savage is? Oh, yeah, the rapper. And it was, yes. It was because of, a, like, ICE yes. arrested him, right? Yeah. 20, here, for anybody who doesn't know, this is, this yeah. is 21 Savage. Just listen yeah. to his voice for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. I'll explain why. Yeah. So anyway, very famous rapper. He's like one of the most famous rappers out there. So they say that he got arrested. He got picked up by ICE and he got arrested and he was going to be deported to the UK. Now, why is this of interest at all? Because 21 Savage has said he was born and raised in Atlanta. So how the fuck yeah. could he be from the UK? He lived in the UK till he was 12. <laughs> he lived in the UK. This is amazing. So he lived in the UK till he, and my, I knew who he was, but I didn't really listen to his music. But when this came, I started researching him. So, and, I, and I'll play the audio in a minute. So he claims to be from Atlanta. He was born and raised in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, he, he got shot like five times. Something happened where he got shot. His brother got killed. Um... He was talking about how his father was a crackhead, which is not true. His father's actually a doctor in the UK. Um, 
you know, he just he, he's been saying he was, you know, born and raised in Atlanta, and it's not true. He, th- you're right. He he lived in the UK, just outside of London, and he came here when his family was tw- when he was 12 years old, and they came on a I think a work visa for a year, and they just stayed over the year and never did anything about it. So yeah. he was, yeah. But how crazy is that? <coughs> this guy put out this whole fucking persona that he's like this gangster, hardcore guy from Atlanta, and he's really from the fucking UK. So, like, <laughs> I'm so fascinated by this. So I'm waiting to see what people are going to say, right? Like, I'm thinking rappers going to go, oh, this guy's a sellout. Like, fuck him, right? He's not real. He's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Oh, bullshit. All the rappers are standing up for him. They're all standing up for him. They're like, you get to free him. Jay-Z's paying for a lawyer to get him out of, try to get him out of jail before they deport him. I mean, they're all backing him. What? How fucking crazy is that? Right? I mean, I don't know, Matt. I mean, if if I'm a fan of this guy and I find all this shit out, like everything he's been saying is all bullshit. He's really from the UK. I'm going to be a little bit pissed off. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, (laughs) I mean, how are people accepting this? Yeah, I mean, he'll backtrack and say, like, well, you know, I, I spent my teenage years in the States and in, in Atlanta and whatever. But, <clears throat> I mean, part of this might be political because of the climate of, you know, ICE and and uh, immigration and stuff, too. So, Well, that's what he's saying. He's saying there's, in fact, this song I'm playing. He's saying there's a lyric in it where he says something negative about ICE. So this was all arranged and, and they're doing – listen, it could be. But the point is, is – he put out there that he was born and raised in Atlanta, and it was all. But you know what? The but the weird twist of this whole story is the fact that he has been arrested before. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, you're right. He's so actually... how the fuck do they not figure that shit out <laughs> That's right. when the guy's been arrested and gone to court multiple times? I That's think. right. No, well, no, he was arrested once. He was arrested once, and you're absolutely right. And they're uh-huh. like, how the fuck did they not know it then when he got arrested? He should have been deported then. You know, they would have known he was. A, Illegal and deported him. But but hang on. I mean, I don't know how he can undo this. Listen to this. You personally, where did you grow up? I grew up on the east side. Glenwood, Decatur, you know what I'm saying? East Atlanta, Boulder Crest, motherfucking. But I done stayed on Boulevard. I done stayed on Simpson, you know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up in the whole Atlanta, really. So how is he going to listen to him? He's saying I grew up in Atlanta. How is he going to fucking come back and undo that? Well, I mean, the rebuttal's going to be, well, he grew up in Atlanta from the age of 12. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, he just, he left. It's like half-truths, you know. Well, the funny thing, too, is that, now, well, listen to this. Everybody know me. If you don't, you ain't from this city, you know what I'm saying? So. Now, uh, at what age did you start getting really mixed up with the street shit? Shit, I say about my whole life, really, you know what I'm saying? You see how he avoided, yeah. like, he wanted, he's yeah. like, oh, no, my whole life. So there, you're right. There is a lot of interviews where he kind of skips over shit so he doesn't have to answer it. But if you're watching it, and the title of this, which was done two or three years ago, says straight up, born and raised in Atlanta. I mean, he's <laughs> – I don't know. I don't know how he's getting out of that, but I guess people don't seem to care. They don't seem to care that his whole persona was all bullshit lie, and I don't know. I guess that's okay in rap. I have no idea. Yeah, it's an odd story. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Oh, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yes. <laughs> and, and the fucking posts were great. I mean, the, the, they had all these me memes out and fucking it, it, it just made the Super Bowl. My whole Super Bowl was 21 Savage fucking memes and and watching the Super Bowl, which was kind of. Yeah, the game was pretty fucking boring. Wasn't yeah. It? 
Yeah, that was pretty boring. I don't really watch football much. I mean, I'll watch that, but that was, uh, I don't know. That didn't work out very well. Oh, and I also want to explain this, too, so people understand, because I have a lot of people that listen to me. I have a lot of people in Connecticut that listen to me. Connecticut has some bullshit laws coming up that uh, they're bad. I mean, flavor bans, taxes. Oh, let me ask you a question, Matt. Are you, okay, let's say this is this was discussed on Facebook today. It's very interesting. Let's say the state comes to you and says, to Matt, you know what? We're going to have to put a tax on, on e-liquid. It's just going to happen. We're putting a, a tax on it. We're going to put a five cents uh, per milliliter or you know something small. We'll do a 10 cent tax <coughs> on every bottle. You got to add 10 cents to every bottle. We have to do it. Now, because it's not that bad, do you think you should go, you know what, let's just accept it and say, okay, it'll make them happy. It's only 10 cents. It's not going to kill anybody. Or would you stand and say, no, fuck no, we are n- this should not be taxed. This is bullshit being taxed, and I don't agree to a, a cent being taxed, never mind five or 10 cents. I know what post you're talking about. I think that there, I think that. I think that there's good arguments for both sides, not to sound wishy-washy, but like I still think you should fight it, but just to try to get the tax down as low as possible. So like on one side, the argument could be, well, once it's taxed, maybe they won't try to come after other regulations as much because they they don't want to kill you because they they're hooked on that those tax dollars now. And uh, the other side could say, well, once there's a five cent tax, it's a lot easier to just add on to that and continue putting it, you know, pushing it up and up and up. I mean, let's be honest. Eventually, there's going to be taxes in every state on vapor products. Like that's just, it's going to happen. No, it is like, going to happen. It is going to happen. And see, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't fight them. But especially to try. I mean, sometimes you fight them just to bargain, right? So like, right. You, you don't want anything. They want 10 cents. Then, you know, finally you, you come to, to five cents. But but I, but I but I do agree. You know, the argument came up of it shouldn't be taxed at all. This is not a product that's harming you. This is a product that's actually saving you from a product that was harming you. I get that. I agree with yeah. that. It shouldn't be taxed at all. This is not there should be no there shouldn't be a syntax on a product that's keeping you off cigarettes. Just as well as no syntax on patches or any of that other shit. Um, so I agree with that, and I don't think there should be. I, I totally am like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. But the reality in my brain kicks in and knows that's just not a reality. They're going to want money. They're gonna, <laughs> you know, you're going to you're gonna have to bargain with them and just try to make it as little as possible and have it hurt as little as possible because they're not going to stop. You're not going to win. No. They're going to fucking want money. For as long as it's classified as a tobacco product by the feds, <clears throat> and, you know, obviously all these states want to recoup the lost tax dollars from less and less people smoking. I mean, it's just something that's most likely going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. But, I mean, at the same time, too, like, well, like Jeannie says in chat, no syntax on NRT. Yes, but those are also regulated differently. They're regulated as as a cessation product, as a drug, basically, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, it, so, like, you know, uh, vaping is a tobacco product so it's looked at as like you know a luxury item or recreational item or whatever and so yeah i, I agree i mean you, you really if it's fair if, if vaping is 95 percent safer than smoking then the tax should be 95 percent less but obviously sure. the government doesn't play by those rules usually no or they just do things like they do in hawaii and just ban the sale of cigarettes to anyone under the age of 100 <laughs> yeah that's crazy. There's no way that could possibly go through. 
they they some idiot proposed a uh, a ban of the sale of cigarettes to anyone under the age of a hundred. So I guess if you're anybody over a hundred, it doesn't matter. Let them smoke and kill themselves. Um, and the funny thing is, the article said it was a practical ban. How the fuck is that a practical ban? Uh, That's a ban. But I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> if it wasn't for taxes, there probably would be bans like that. Uh I j that's just insanity. And uh, they can't do that because of the settlement. I don't even think they can do that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, they, they, they probably can't. But I mean, that was the whole thing is, is like, we're going to we're going to take large chunks of money and we're going to let you survive. Yeah. So if it wasn't for that, I mean, and with all the proof there is that these things kill hundreds of thousands of people, it, it wouldn't shock me if they were banned or like severely restricted just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous smoking smoking's not gonna go anywhere i'm sorry too many people smoke i it just i just recall back to years ago in massachusetts when there was a town in mass that said we're gonna ban cigarettes and e-cigarettes all of it they wanted to ban all of it and i was like hey good for them right like <laughs> they're going all the way they're not being hypocrites they say they want it all gone and they were going to have a town meeting, but so many people showed up, they had to reschedule the town meeting in the gym. So then they rescheduled it in the gym, and so many people showed up, they were pouring out of the gym, and they just said, you know what, fuck this, we're done. They just threw it out. They said, we're not going to bother. It wasn't happening. Too many people showed up and said, fuck you. You're not going to take yeah. cigarettes away. <laughs> Even though they could drive to the town next door and buy them, they were like, no. No, no, no. So good luck with them fucking doing that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh, I got a question. I'm going through my notes. Do you have a uh, Orion, a Lost Vape Orion? Yeah. Does it work? Yeah, but I wish the uh, the draw was t tighter on them. I mean, you can really cut the airflow down, but it's not a super great MTL vape when you do that because you lose, like, the air pressure. Like, the air has to travel through the top, go down, and then hit your coil and then go back up. And if you cut the airflow down too much, it's like you don't it, – the air doesn't have that force to – hit the coil like like you'd like i mean they're supposedly working on more true mtl pods but as is it's it's better for like a very loose mtl vape or a tight restricted lung head vape. well I, I would like to play around with the airflow and i've used it about four times and it's dead it won't charge won't power up nothing it's dead really so, yeah so then i started researching it and apparently this happened to a lot of people theirs just died too and they're saying, oh, you got to send it in. You got to send it in, and they'll, and they'll fix it, and blah, blah, blah. And so then, anyway, I, I posted on my Facebook page, on my VP Live Facebook page, that, you know, it's dead, you know. And someone posted, and they put a picture. They said, you know, I said, buyer beware. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Mine blew up in my hand. And he's, there's a picture of this guy in a vape shop. He posted it. And the thing fucking showing it blowing up in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, oh my god! Now I don't want it at all. Not I, I wonder if he put like one of the point two five ohm. Oh, you're talking about the Q, the new Q or just the no, first no, one? the the, the first yeah. one, the first one, not the new one, first one. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. So now I don't want to fucking play with it. And listen, that thing's cool. I think it's made really nice. I'm like, this thing's fucking nice. It was small. I could put it in my little that little pocket in your jeans. You know that little tiny pocket. It fits in there perfect. But. Uh, it doesn't work. I don't know what the fuck. And I'm not going to go through the nightmare of sending it to them and doing all that bullshit. I'm just not interested in that. That's a bummer. I mean, I have one of the DNA ones and, and a couple of the cues that I've used, and uh, I haven't had any issues like that yet. Right. Right. 
Oh my God, there's all this stuff. I forgot all the stuff I need to talk about. You know what? If you're ever bored at work or you know you're sitting you work an office job or you're at home and you're bored um and you want to you know get a good laugh or be entertained just go to any one of Zofi Vape's videos and just read the comments. Mm. That's all you got to do. And it's fun because it's fun coming across them and you can pretty much go to any one of her videos and find these these gems, these wonderful comments. I'll give you an example. You ready for this, Matt? This is sure. an actual comment that was made to Zofie on a video review. This comment comes from Rod Knight Rider. That's his name, Rod Knight Rider. <laughs> his comment. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to read this. His comment is, "Hey Z, I would be so inclined to bit your toenails." He actually means bite, but he said bit. I would be so inclined to bit your toenails and. <laughs> And vape your feet charming odor. <laughs> wow. Lovely Z. You are so oddly be <laughs> you are so oddly beautiful. Because sometimes you look like an alien or someone <laughs> or someone half Eskimo, half elf. <laughs> huh. hope, <laughs> hope you are feeling better. <laughs> half Eskimo, half elf. This is an actual comment. On her uh, on her channel, that's uh, Weird. yeah. Like, is somebody using like translation <laughs> software or something like that? There, I don't. I he don't wants know. he wants to vape her feet odor, and then <laughs> he <coughs> loves her because she looks like an elf. I think it's a wonderful comment. Um, so when you're bored, just go through Zofi comments. They're, they're fun. There's a. <laughs> I bet you don't get comments like that, <laughs> like that. No, I mean I get weird ones, but never something like that. No. Do Do you ever get any uh, emails or comments for uh, Vanessa? Has anybody ever emailed you thinking they were talking to Vanessa? Uh, not emails, but like, it, <laughs> excuse me. There will be you. like, yeah, there will definitely be some derogatory comments sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not on much anymore, right? So it sh it shouldn't be. Uh, not a ton. No. Yeah, it shouldn't be that bad. Shouldn't be that bad at all. Oh, you know what? All this stuff. I have all this stuff that, that's happened in the past month since I've done a show. Listen, I saw the other – this is interesting too. I'm sure you saw this, Matt. Israeli scientists claim they're on the path to a cure for cancer. So I see that, right? Yeah. I'm like, whoa, holy shit. So I read this article, and they're explaining you know, what they're doing and how by next year they could probably have a total cure for cancer. Now, number one, I'm thinking, like, why isn't this all over the place? Like, why am I not turning on CNN, MSNBC? Why is it not, like, the biggest story on the planet? Hey, we might have a cure for cancer. These guys are saying they have it. How is that not the biggest story on the planet? It's not. Everybody's talking yeah, about Trump. Sure. Yeah, Trump, 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 Trump this, Trump that. Everything's Trump. Fuck, there's a cure for cancer. So then, uh, I, you know, I read the article. I read what they're saying. So then these articles automatically start coming out the very next day about how this is bullshit. Ah, it's bullshit. Bullshit. Um, saying, uh, you know, this one article was like, that's just ridiculous. It would take at least five years for a drug to get approved mm. by the FDA. There's no way. They didn't say it was going to be out next year on the American market. They just said that it would be ready by next year. That's all they said. They didn't say it would be approved and on the market. They said it would be ready. And then some guy commented on a Twitter post. It was very interesting. He went into the comments, and he commented, and he explained what they were doing. And he said the fascinating thing about it is is if this was given to John McCain, it would have kept him alive. And he explained why it would have. 
So I don't know what the fuck to believe. But I still want to understand how an article comes out and says scientists claim they have a th- that they have this cure for cancer. How that's not on the fucking news. <laughs> it's not, it was nowhere. It was all yeah, over no the shit. yeah. It was all over the so internet. So it's a drug. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's it's a drug and and it and it targets some. They explained it in the article. Um, if you just Google Israeli scientists cure cure for cancer, it's everywhere. I mean that now it's everywhere. But well, I mean, I, the conspiracy theory in me, theorist in me, has always thought that you know maybe there there even are scientists that are farther along than people know about that kind of stuff. But it would also hurt other industries, and in, you know, as far as other drugs. Well, see, that's so. that's the fascinating thing. Big pharmaceutical is not going to allow a cure for cancer. We all know that. There's been people in the past that said that, that said they've had cures for cancer. They're either dis- they've had, they've disappeared. They yeah, just, or they they don't approve it or something. I mean, that's they they make a lot more money treating symptoms and treating problems than they do curing. Anything. Of course. So I hope these scientists have twenty four seven bodyguards because they're gonna need them. <laughs> because I wouldn't be surprised if a few of these scientists end up magically disappearing somehow. Uh, it's just crazy. I mean, I you know I don't and it's fascinating. Now I understand why it didn't get any news. It didn't get any news from the big uh, uh, networks because their main advertising income is big pharmaceutical. So there's no way they're gonna fucking you know report on that. Big pharma that, that's their biggest uh, advertiser. They're not gonna do anything. Well, and, to piss I them mean, off. there's yeah. I mean, just the, it may very well happen and start being marked like okay. For example, not to get into a political debate here. But obviously, a drug like that would be really helpful to some of these countries that have socialized medicine because mm-hmm. they'll save money. Yes, <laughs> you know, you know, like yes. uh, cure somebody and instead of having to do all this costly chemotherapy and and, and uh, other treatments. And just like there's even like there's a lot of people that go to Mexico for like immunotherapies and stuff like that. Stuff that like there's really not. I mean. It helps some people. It doesn't help others. But there's really no horrible side effects. But for some reason, for some reason, they don't allow it here in the states. You know. Yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's BS. Well, here in the states, what's happening is we're just too busy doing things. Okay, for example, in California, Matt. Here's what they did in California. You ready? California State Senate Committee banned saying he and she. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of PC stuff, but that's not why they're not approving st- like drugs and things like no, that. No, no, I no, mean, no. That, that, that's <laughs> federal government. That's no, no, no. I, I'm, just, I'm just moving on from that story to this whole completely different one and explaining what we're doing here in our country. You know, instead of, instead of uh, finding cures for cancer, we're banning uh, saying he and she. So this happened in California. Um, Brendan O'Neill, he reacted to California, say blah, blah, blah. Uh, here's what they're saying. Here's here's what they're saying about it. We now this so you understand this would be done during these uh, committee hearings. During committee hearings, they couldn't refer to a man as he anymore or a woman as she. What yeah, they said, they're not banning it, right? For just like like they're but they're they're making rules for. I think there was something like in possibly in courts or something like that too. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Right. So what they say is we are now a state recognizing the non-binary designation as a gender, Jackson said. We are using the phrase they and replacing other designations so that it's a gender-neutral designation of they. Basically, 
That's the primary form. So instead of saying he or she, you have to say they or them. <laughs> well, I mean, there's rules in Canada, too, I, I believe, for, uh, you know, like you, you have to call somebody by the pronoun that they Matt, want th to be called. This is fucking ridiculous, right? I mean, come on. You, there's nothing that <laughs> makes any sense about that's ridiculous. You've got it. You've got to admit that's ridiculous. Well, I, okay. Be okay. Well, <laughs> I, this is such a long conversation. Why'd you have to bring this up? Why are you doing this to me, dude? Okay. Being someone that's very interested in politics and likes to read all sides of these arguments, yes. you have the right that takes these and like they give little snippets of it and doesn't don't give a backstory. And then you have the left that gives their side of it, right? And right. so, and then obviously there's people, you know, people that are farther left or moderately left, and the, and same on the right. I mean, the argument is is like, hey, you know, people are 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 gonna be, have people are some people want to be gender neutral and they want to be called certain pronouns. I don't give a shit about that. Like, if somebody wants me to call them them instead of her or he then fair enough like i i don't care now the argument though is is like should it should it be like a legal matter like in because because we have free speech laws so like they can't go and say hey kevin if somebody tells you to call them they and you called them him instead you're gonna go to jail like that's that goes against the constitution so then you have, you know, I think there was an issue with this in the in these committee hearings. There was some drama or something which prompted this. But, yeah, it, I, I think that's like it's silly. But at the same time, I think that we uh, also it makes for good news. So everyone talks about it as well. I think we're losing our minds and I can't believe money was wasted to even debate <laughs> if I lived in California, I'd be fucking out of my mind that my money just went. To go uh, be spent on that horse shit. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and I don't get it. I have no idea. Uh, <clears throat> well, but and see, like in Canada, from what from what I know, I might be quoting this wrong, but like they have, you know, hate speech laws. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody says, hey, please call me them or their or zur or whatever that, you know, whatever the heck they want to be called. And then you continue to not call them that or like say it's a. Uh, a transsexual person that uh, is is uh, you know they transition to a female, but you continue to call them he, even though they want you know they don't want to be called that. Then that could, could be considered hate speech because they're a protected class of people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is this world coming to? Right, where's Dino? Dino be going nuts right now. Dino will go nuts over this. Angry Google employees say phrase family friendly is homophobic. So if you say family-friendly, that's a homophobic phrase. You want to know why, Matt? I'll tell you why. Here's what they say. They say, use the word family to mean a loving assemblage of people who may or may not live together or may or may not include people of any particular age. Stop using it to mean children. So it's, they say it's offensive, inappropriate, homophobic, and wrong. So their argument is, is so I guess what was happening at this Google meeting was they were kept on saying family friendly, but family friendly, you know, was meaning like, you know, family, like, you know, you got you, you got Vanessa, you got your kids, you know, family friendly. They're saying because if you're uh, equating kids to when you're using the word family friendly, it's homophobic. 
and it's wrong. You, a kid shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. According to the concerned employee who posted his or her concerns, this is what the employee said. He said, using the phrase family-friendly to mean families with children was a diminishing and disrespectful way to speak, indicating that you and yours don't count as a family unless you have children. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> or is it, or is it, I, oh, come on. Are you kidding me? I understand. I, where, where, are you, where are you getting this, though? I'm reading it off this article right here. This is from uh, – Daily Caller? I no, mean, no, that, no, no, no. Is that the one? It's actually from uh, uh, something news. It's a news site that has news stories, tech news. They have because this is something that happened to Google. This was actually uh, oh, this was not long ago. This is just in January they posted this. It's some tech site that does news. I mean, this is crazy. This happened. This is not. <laughs> this really. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, family friendly is homophobic. This is why is why are we all of a sudden offended by everything everybody says now? When did that happen? What 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 is going on? Well, why yeah, do we have to think now okay, before we I, fucking I say hello to somebody? I don't, I don't subscribe to that, like because I think that there's always been politically correct people, and there's always been people that it, okay. The way I look at progress or political correctness is there it's a ping pong thing, right? So like they take it too far one way, and then it goes back the other. And then hopefully at some point it kind of, you know, resides in the middle there. But we also have a lot more news sites that point this stuff out. So, for example, it's not like Google changed their policy. Like I'm looking at an article about it right now. But some of their some of their employees thought that this was wrong to do this. OK, fine. Like it's stupid. They shouldn't have thought it was wrong to do that. But why is that even making the news in the first place? Like, it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, uh, I feel like the left get, has gone a little crazy with political correctness, but then the right also uses all these different obscure things to, like, make headlines that, like, why is this even news, though? You know what I'm saying? Now, if Google changed their policy and said, Google's no longer using the words family-friendly because they say it's homophobic, then that should absolutely be news. But why is it news that a couple of their employees thought that? I don't know, because it's outrageous. That's why it's just completely fucking. Yeah, I know. that's that's the news. That's the news now. It's like we we find these little tidbits that are just like crazy and nuts, well, yeah. and like we turn it into into a thing to prove a certain uh, narrative that you know one side's gone crazy. You know, and the left does the same thing to the right as far as like the Trumpers and stuff like that. They're not always fair either. And, and you realize so, and you realize shooting uh, reportings of shootings are nothing now. Every day we still have shootings. They just report I know, them and that's blow what right I'm by. Saying. Like real news, just like the cancer thing you were just talking about, doesn't even make headlines. No. But a freaking no. article about a couple Google employees saying, you know, family friendly is homophobic does. It's nuts. Well, here's something that well, made headlines. A, there was a uh, video of a uh, th these two women wrestling. It was some, was some like little independent wrestling thing they have somewhere in some state or some town. Anyways, there's two women wrestling, and during the match. This woman pulled out her tampon and her bloody tampon and shoved it in the other woman's mouth. Now, and everybody's outraged. They're going nuts. Now, I saw the video. We all know wrestling's fake, okay? Do we all understand that the wrestling's fake? It wasn't a real tampon with real – what was real tampon? Was it real blood? It's fake. It was a fake. I thought it was fucking hilarious. She pulls a tampon out. She's shoving it in the girl's mouth. Everybody's going, ah, oh, they're all disgusted. <laughs> I thought it was funny. People are outraged by it. Like, oh, my God. Why is yeah, that outraged? It wasn't real. It's fucking fake. It's wrestling. 
I thought it was I thought it was genius. I mean, and I don't even like wrestling, but that got like I had to watch that. That was uh, that was awesome. I, it's just, well, we have a society that gets outraged, and and the the only difference in my mind is is that different groups of people get outraged about different things. Yeah. You know, like even remember like this has been a slow progression here but like i mean look at the 90s look how people how outraged people got about certain music or certain uh people wearing a certain dress at the oscars or you know just shit like that and then it's kind of like snowballed from from there that's crazy and then and then all of a sudden like the big thing now is all these guys uh, showing up in fucking blackface uh florida secretary of state resigns over blackface virginia attorney general missed wearing blackface okay let me ask you this um, and, I, and I'll answer that, or I'll answer it before you, Kawan, or after you. I'll answer the same question. Should they lose their jobs because they, they were – and mind you, this is stuff that happened years and years and years and years ago. Uh, they were young. You know, we do stupid shit when we're young. It happens. You did. I did. We all did. Should they lose their jobs over finding these pictures? That's a, that's a good question, and that's one that I've thought about the last couple of days too and i I think that you could okay for example if it's some person that's uh you know an employee of a company okay so say it's a apple employee or whatever you know they work for exxon mobile i think that that's a different situation than a politician so like yeah i mean we've all done stupid shit you know i never wore blackface but a lot of people (laughs) have done dumb shit when they were young that they regret and, uh, you know, maybe they were trying to be edgy or maybe they were trying to be funny and they didn't really think about it. Um, but, you know, when you're a politician, your record and your past needs to be freaking squeaky clean. And we've seen that throughout history, you right. know, because because it, it, that stuff can come back to bite you in the ass. Whether or not they should actually lose their jobs or not, I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's like up to their voters. But also I think it's – it's a, it's a question that should be asked of people who are were being a who like okay I'm a white guy right so like I could say uh, blackface is offensive but it's not necessary it's not something that is uh, uh, racist against me you right. know so like that's I, I feel like as a white person I might be able to say oh hey you know th- those guys just did it 30 years ago like let's forget about it but. I mean, I'd be interested in knowing what what the black community, especially in their state, thinks about it. But but it also because dep- it also depends how sorry. it's it's also depend how it's handled. Um, you know, if if let's say let's say this guy came now, the guy in Virginia is all over the fucking place. It's me. It's not me. It's me. It's not me. What the fuck's he doing? Yeah. If if he yeah. if he came out in the first place and he said that is me, um, yeah, you're right. It's fucking terribly racist. Uh, I can see why you think I was a racist by doing that, but it's something I did in college that was stupid. I am yeah. not like that. I mean, it would it really depend on me on how they addressed it and how they were going to deal with it. You know, he if he came on and said, "Okay, now now I'm going to spend then spend the next six months educating people about how stupid I was and how terrible that was and how we need," you know, if they were going to make it, that's one thing. I guess it would just depend. Uh, for me, it would depend on how. I, I agree. I think it depends, and and I also think there's different like nuances to this. So, for example, the attorney general there, like what he got, he uh, um, admitted to uh, 
what was it, like painting his face black and dressing up as Michael Jackson. Yeah. Now, that might be offensive, and some might say that that's racist, but that's also different from dressing in traditional blackface from, you know, as the character from Minstrel Jubilee, because that original character was a, a racist character. Yes. You know, like it was made for a bunch of uh, white racists to laugh at. Right. And so that's different from like, okay, that guy painted his face dark to be Michael Jackson in the 80s. Yep. So like, it, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, that was a smart move either, but there's obviously different levels to how offensive these things are. Everybody's offended over everything. It's fucking nuts. I don't <laughs> know what else. <laughs> it really is. It's unbelievable. Everybody's offended by everything. Listen, it's been a little over an hour. I'm going to start wrapping this up because I can't do a two-hour show. I know people want to be doing a two-, three-hour show. I can't. I've got stuff i got to do. Matt's got things he has to do. He's a very, very busy man. What's your, what's your latest project? What's the, what's the thing that just came out that has Suck My Mod on it? Your stamp. Serpent Elevate came out like two months ago. From Watopo. The Serpent, what is that? That's an RTA? Yep, Serpent Elevate RTA. Interesting. Is it uh, small, 22, 24? 24, single co 24, single coil, RTA. It's kind of a follow-up to the SMM, but uh, this one has top airflow that comes in from the top. The build deck's a little different. The air hits it from, the air hits your coil from both sides and from the bottom. So it's it's done well so far. I mean, it's my favorite project that I've done. Have you tried that Falcon take with that bamboo uh, fucking stuff in it? Yeah, actually, I have one in front of me. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Zofi said it's, like, incredible. It's, like, the best flavor. I don't know what it is. She said it's just really good. I, I mean, the Falcons have always been really top-notch. But, I mean, we're at this point now with flavor, especially with a lot of these mesh sub-ohm tanks, where, like, you're kind of nickel and diming it when you compare one to the other. Like, I don't feel like it blows everything else away in the flavor department because there's so many freaking good mesh sub ohm tanks now that have really nice flavor yeah it was a lot easier back in the day because it was like you had some shit that just had horrible flavor and was awful and then you had other things that were better then the k funds came out and it's like wow i didn't know we could get this kind of flavor from a from a rta and then it's like people belt you know there was bigger jumps you know but now there's so much shit that has good flavor. It's very hard to judge. Yeah, no, no, it is. You're right. There's a lot. I, right now I'm using those uh, those mesh uh, um, Medusa coils. They make a mesh coil for uh, Super Tank. Oh uh, yeah, fucking wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. I just don't know how it could get any better. You know, better than that. But uh, yeah, she's talking about. You know, we're quick too before we go. Viewership. <coughs> excuse me. Viewership for reviewers is down for all reviewers i mean it's just not what it used to be you still you guys uh, still get I, I mean i'm at the top of my uh, view view game right now but i've also put out more videos than i used to right but you're putting out more videos but i mean it's not it's not what it used to be it's not like what it was two or three years ago i mean i think reviews were at their prime you you guys are still getting views but it's not it's just it's not it's not what it used to be do you think it's going to come back? See, I, I, I totally disagree with that. You disagree. Like, so you think if, it's – If you look at the amount of views – I mean because you can go on Social Blade and look at right. people's past histories. Right. Like um, it, what it, – but the thing is, is like it, what with YouTube and with their algorithm changes over the last few years, you have one video that can take your, your, your whole channel to the next 
like basically level and then you'll start getting way more views for a couple months. And so you need to have those viral or semi-viral videos fairly often. So like, for example, that Usonic uh, rhythm kit, the one that doesn't have coils. I, I, I reviewed that a couple of months ago. It, it, you know, has got close to a million views and that elevated the rest of my, my videos. But I mean, if you look at like people, there's always going to be ups and downs with, with, with these channels. Like I've had times where my views will go down to, you know, half of what they are now and then they'll pop, pop back up and, and whatever. Like there's definitely, uh, people are more choosy, I think probably, but it's also made up by the fact that there's more viewers and there's more subscribers. Well, what I see is I see a lot of reviewers changing their review style. And if they're changing their review style, that means they're trying to attract more viewers. They're, they're, they're trying to get numbers up. A lot of them are doing it. I, I don't know about I, mean, I, I don't think you really are. A lot of people but, uh, do that sometimes just yeah. because to not be monotonous. They also do it for themselves. Like I get, I get stale. And so I try different things once in a while or, or something – you know, some different format or whatever, just to, just for myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I know. Listen, I, I do this show whenever I feel like it now. I, I couldn't do this again once a week anymore. I, I start, I started hating it and I didn't want to hate it. I wanted but to, I, could, I mean, I'll definitely say that YouTube, uh, obviously the more videos you have up, the more views you're going to get, but they also tend to like reward you when you're super regular, like when you're putting up, you know, five, six videos a week or more, you know, sometimes seven or whatever. Like they, they tend to, uh, they tend to like help you out and suggest your, your channel more. Hmm. Interesting. So like, for example, like, let's look at, let's look at, uh, Zophie. Cause mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, maybe you were looking at her analytics or whatever. She took a bunch of time off, right? Yes. Cause she, she got hurt. Yes. YouTube kind of punishes you when you do that. And yes. I've noticed that with myself. If I go on like a vacation, I don't put a video up for, for a, a week or two or something, the, it, it takes a while for them to start suggesting your videos even more. Interesting. It's, it, the algorithm's a weird thing, dude. But if you ever have questions, you let me know. I mean, I don't have it all figured out, but I definitely have found patterns. Right. No, no. I, I just, I just, I watch review. I go through YouTube and I see the reviewers, and I see a lot of switching up. I see a lot of numbers that really aren't what they used to be, and. Um, I'm thinking, well, geez, listen, people are always going to watch reviews. I just, I don't know. D to me, it doesn't seem like it had, but there's also a lot more reviewers too. Let's face it. There's a yeah. lot more reviewers. There's reviewers that I, and I get emails from them because I have a juice company. So they're constantly emailing me, hey, I want to review this, I want to review that. I've never even heard of these people. And some of them have like 20, 30,000 followers. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't keep up. There's just no way to keep up. There's there's there a lot more content out there. And like so one thing that I've definitely noticed over the last I would say 6 months to a year is that I think I'm getting a lot more subscribers and views from outside of the US now, European countries. Like even like you, you know how like on YouTube you can look at your analytics by hour and you can see when your views spike you know when you're viewed the most and it kind of shows that graph yeah yeah mine's mine used to always be like that it was at its height right after work in the u.s but mm -hmm. now it gets it peaks earlier in the day which tells me that that's that's the the europeans and and uh and you know people over there that are watching it after work 
So, I mean, I think like the hobbyist side of vaping has, is, is really still exploding in other countries. And in this country, we got hurt because of the jewel. And so a lot of people are quitting with the jewel and then they stay with the jewel. Back in the day, it was like, okay, I'm going to buy a gas station vape. It's enough to maybe intrigue me enough, you know, enough to go into the vape shop and buy some, uh, something else. And then they get into the hobbyist stuff. Right. Nowadays, it's like people quit with the jewel and then they're just fucking hooked on that thing and they stay with it. So I think we're getting less new hobbyist vapors than we used to get in the States. If, if they wanted to, uh, let's say the FDA said, listen, we want to cut it to, say, 30 milligram and below. No more anything over 30 milligram. Actually, no. How about this? Let's make it even better. No more salt nicks. No, you can do 24 milligram and below, and that's it. No more of these salt nicks. No more of these 30, 40, 50s. That's done. Just 24 milligram, like where we started, 24 milligram and below. Would would yeah. you would you be like mm, okay? Well, I mean, would you be for that or like no 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 no? There's no. always good and bad from all that. Just like them banning the flavors in the in the uh, convenience stores. I mean, one of the reasons why lower salt nick isn't as popular is all because you don't get the throat hit. I right. think that that's a that's a that's something that we don't talk about enough. I've had so many people tell me not just with salt nick but with all kinds of nick, I would lower my nicotine if I still got that throat hit. So when is somebody going to come out with some sort of science to find ways to regulate the throat hit no matter what the nicotine content is? Right. There's got to be a way. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and it's probably a business venture that's too too big for me. But uh, like, if you could come out with consistent throat hit across different uh, uh, milligram uh, you know, percentages – that could be a good thing. What if you what if you had a zero nick that that had a throat hit of a uh, twelve or eighteen? I'd, I'd use it. Like, I'd use it. There's yeah. There's people that might just <laughs> go zero nick just for yeah. the hell of it because maybe they've they've always stuck on one just to get that bit of throat hit they still like and because uh, you know zero nick now it's just it feels like you're just in a steam room. You know you don't get any of that nick hit at all. Even well yeah because. And I don't use Nick anymore, and I haven't in a year, probably well, two years. Now I haven't had nicotine at all. But yes, I you, I agree. If there was a zero milligram that I could use that give me that throat hit, I'd get it because <laughs> I, I miss that. I miss, I miss that throat hit. I mean, I would absolutely get that. I don't know how I you mean, would if, do what, that, but that's the thing. That's the thing is you need a freaking chemist and uh, and. <laughs> Um, you know, you need to make sure there's no unintended consequences because obviously there would be an additive you'd probably have to put into it yeah, to right. make it. Because I've, I've talked to other people about this, and they're like, well, citrus and whatever. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. Like making a consistent throw hit across all flavors. Right, right. It would need to be some sort of additive. And you'd have to make sure that that additive obviously isn't harmful. So, um, I mean, that that's – that's one of like you know it wouldn't shock me if there's people like Jewel or something that are already working on that. What if they came out with a with a pre-filled pod system called you know that had zero nick in it that uh, still gave you the throat hit the same throat hit as their 50 milligram Jewel? It would be very interesting too then to see how much of people's addictions. I mean, obviously we know nicotine is very addictive, but how much of people's addictions are, rides on that nicotine, or how much of it is like getting that satisfying throat hit. Yeah, I like mean there could be some there could be some placebo involved there that could help people quit completely off of nicotine. I mean, I, when I went off it, I went from 3 milligram to 0 
I had a very, very bad headache for t- about 24 hours, very bad. Yeah. And for about three days, I was really irritable. I was pissed off. But then I was fine. I mean, it, after that, I was just done, and I, you know, I didn't care. Um, but that's just me. I, I, I do think different people would react differently from coming off nicotine, especially if they're, you know, if, if you're jacked up on a, on fucking 50 milligram. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. How, how do you sleep? How do you vape 50 milligram all day and sleep at night? <laughs> I don't even get that. Dude, a lot of people have problems from it. They'll, they'll wake up in the middle and I have like panic attacks and stuff. I'm sure. And then they're grabbing on a thing and puffing on it. I mean, it's. Uh... But I mean, if you could regulate that throat hit across all levels, then it might be easier for someone to go from a 50 down to a 30 because yeah. it still has the same throat hit. And then maybe down to a 15 and so on and so forth. Absolutely. And the crazy thing now is there's this whole big thing about. We've got these kids hooked on nicotine because of these fucking jewels. Yeah. How do we get them off? They're sending them to re- – I saw a thing on today Show. They're sending them to rehab. So are you fucking kidding me? Here's the crazy thing. To get them off, you got to give them e-cigs. <laughs> e-cigs are going to get them off. You have, to give them, you have to give them a vaporizer and step them down to zero until it's gone. Um, yeah. That's the way to get them off. And, uh, you know, why hasn't someone created a kit? to get teens off uh, vaping, a vaping kit to get them off vaping. I know it sounds nuts, but that's the truth. That's that's what Some we'll do. Some sort of step-down kit. Well, you yes. also have to regulate your puffs, too, because what a lot of people tend to do when they lower their nicotine is to just puff it twice as much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't realize what time it was. Okay, we got to wrap this oh, up. Oh, no worries. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, it, it's it's very hard to get mad on. He's a he's a very very famous guy. He's got a very busy schedule, and oh, for him to find <laughs> for him to find time is uh, is wonderful. And I like having you on. You always have good discussions. So I want to thank you for coming on. I wish you were going to NBE, but maybe next time. I don't know. Maybe next time. Buddy. Maybe next time. Let me know which ones you are going to this year, and maybe I can uh, show up at one of them. And uh, all right, you know, sounds good. Hang out. That'll be fun. That'll be a Definitely. lot of fun. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Suck My Mod is where you can find Matt. Everybody already knows that. I will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Later. Later. All right. Beautiful. Yeah, he's got stuff to do. I got stuff to do, too. I got to wrap it up. I got to wrap it up. I'm going to do a podcast again soon, I promise. I don't know when. It could be week, two weeks, three weeks, a month. Who knows? Uh, I talked to Dino over the holiday. Some of you might be interested in that. I had some conversations with Dino. We were messaging back and forth, so that's good. It was good to uh, talk to Dino. Hopefully, uh, we'll talk more, and who knows? We'll see what happens in 2019. Like I was saying before, tea time. Apple spice tea is out. Code VP Live for 25% off and free shipping. It's the best tea time yet. If you like apples and cinnamon, if you like apple pie, you're going to like this. I just saw a message from Jeannie K. Holy shit. Jeannie K, you're listening to me. I sent you some apple spice tea, Jeannie K. I sent Matt some apple spice tea. Um, yeah, you guys will, will enjoy it. So anyway, teatimeliquid.com, that's where that is. I will do a show again soon. There's more stuff I'm sure is going to come up. A lot more stuff that's going to come up, crazy things that are going on. There's never a dull moment in the vaping industry. Never, never, ever. 